CFF presents 1% Better, a podcast about CrossFit, nutrition, coaching, mindset, and community. Join us as we embark in casual conversation to shed light on what life is like within these black and yellow walls. With episodes coming at you every Monday, you can follow along with Coach Whitney and Taryn as we talk shop about all things CFF. All right, episode seven. Did you did you think that we were ever going to make it to episode seven when we started this? Um, yes, because I think we were determined at the beginning to make sure we stuck yeah, with Yeah, just this. kidding. That wasn't even a real question. Uh-oh. We knew we were going to stick it out. Because <laughs> it was our goal to stick it out. Exactly. Hey, which is transition. <laughs> what we're going to talk about today is goal setting, which seemed like the logical build off off our last episode last week. Yes. Um, that was centered kind of around me. Well, and I ro- <laughs> well, it was. <laughs> and ironically, people asked questions about setting goals. So that was cool too. Worked out perfect. So today we're going to talk about goals. Which, you know, when I brought this up, I was like, you know, I don't really want to, I don't want to talk generically about goals. Like when people talk about goals, they're like, all right, SMART goals, S-M-A-R-T. And I mean, everybody has heard those basic principles about goal setting over and over and over again. And if, I don't know, maybe just, is it impactful? I don't know, but I wanted our podcast to be impactful. Okay, so how do you make your goals then if you don't make SMART goals? I don't, it's not like I lay out the acronym and I make my goal based on, okay, is this fit the definition of S? Does Like, I don't work like that. I don't know. Does how, anybody really do that? Do you like lay out the acronym S-M-A-R-T? Okay, for our listeners that don't know what S-M-A-R-T even means when it comes to goal setting. Specific, measurable. Oh my God. I don't even Attainable? know. Attainable? Is that what that is? Achievable. We got. We should. We're gonna Google. We should have looked this up before we started. That's how realistic, not timely, smart. Yeah, smart is definitely attainable. That's the A and relevant and timely. Specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and timely. So, do you when you make a goal, do you literally write down smart and you're like, okay? No, I don't. Is this exactly clearly because I don't know what the letters stand for? Let's approach goal setting. The Terran way. <laughs> <laughs> In a way that would be full of impact. Oh, okay. like, that's my word today. That's impact. the word of the day. Impact. Okay. okay. All right. Goal. Tell me about a huge goal you have. Oh, Put it out there in the You're going to make me say it since we talked last week about saying your goals yeah. out loud to Don't people. be scared to tell people. Now you're going to put it out on the internet for everybody to hear. Out into the worldwide. Well, it's a podcast. Is that really on the internet? Anyway. Um, (laughs) okay. My big goal that is like top of the list would be to be on CrossFit kids seminar staff, which is like a way cool goal. It's like that scary goal. The one that like, you're afraid to tell people because it's like so big and scary, but But there there you go people. Now, you know, why, why are we scared to tell people about the things that we want? What is it that scares us? The chance you might not achieve that goal. But so? I know. I know. I'm going to ask you some deep questions right now. We're getting deep. Right off the start. Like we're not going to ease into this. a glass of wine drinking conversation, (laughs) not a coffee drinking conversation. No, but really like why, 
Are we scared to tell people about well, the things that we want? Because I think we're afraid of failure. Like, is I that what it is? Or are you scared of what the other people are going to think if you fail? Well, okay. Can I say like the old me would maybe think that, but now I think if other people have an opinion, if I fail or if they think my goal is stupid or unattainable, then they're not the people that should be in my life. Okay. So then the fear of failure of that goal pertains. Well, I'm just saying in general, I think that would be what most people would say that fear of failure or being, or people having opinions on that. Let's just hit the elephant in the room. <laughs> Man, like, why are we so scared of what other people think? I think it's human nature. But especially about, like, the things that you want. I don't know. I never was afraid to tell people the things that I wanted. Like, that again, going on the same conversation from last week, it's just my brain doesn't work that way. Like, I don't understand that. Like, I'm not afraid to go out there and tell you that I want to make the CrossFit Games or that I want to be a professional referee. Like, it just... Like, you're either with me or you're not with me. And if you're not with me, cool. I don't need you around. Well, I agree with that for sure. And I think I'm more on board to believing that and following through with that. I think there's people who maybe quietly like to achieve things. And And people who outwardly like to... And not even for like an attention sake. Well, I'm sure there's people who are like that too, but not saying that that's where you're coming from. But I think there's people who have that level of confidence that they can put it out there and own it. And then I think there's also the people who just like quietly like to work away at things in their own little way. That's fine. I can respect that. Okay. I'm not that, but I can respect that. I'm more like that than you are (laughs) for sure. I guess not anymore because now the world knows my goal. Anyway. And we know your goal now too. D? Well, you just said it. Say it again so the world knows. I'm just trying to be a professional referee. Okay, there. Our goals are out in the universe. So what does your process look like to achieving that then? If you don't write out SMART... How do you go to build your way up to achieving that? Like what sorts of things along? So let's talk about the process now. Okay. Okay. So everything in between from now until the day, perhaps someone hires you on the seminar staff, what has to happen in between? Okay. Well, this is what I have done and I did it last year at some point. Um, I just kind of wrote my goal like I made like this like big web chart thing and wrote my goal in the middle and just started branching off things that a are mandatory that I need to achieve. So getting my level three, obviously going to the kids course, which I'm halfway through thanks to the online version. (laughs) Um, So just like all those like little steps that were mandatory. So I wrote those down Um, And then like extra things that I wanted to achieve that would help that goal. Um, And then sort of like other personal type things like mindset, like what do I need to work on in terms of mindset to help me achieve that goal or go through the process of achieving that goal. Um, So as you're doing this, it's it's color coded too, by the way. Yeah, of course. (laughs) She just rolled her eyes at me. <laughs> As you're sitting there writing down all this stuff. Yep. What's going through your head? 
Um, I think writing it down and just seeing all this stuff, it got me excited because there was like lots of cool things that needed to be achieved. Um, lots of hard work and like you could clearly see that this is a big goal that requires effort and that got me excited. I think seeing the effort that needed to be put into this and the time and dedication that made me excited. So that is like a pivotal moment, right? That is a pivotal moment. Yeah, you're right. Because people can go either one or two ways there. Yeah. You can look at all that. The fact that you even wrote it down and like recognize that it was a ton of work and that it was going to take all this of you and blah, blah, like right there, people have a decision. Mm -hmm. You can either be like, okay, I'm going to face that head on and I'm going to take that and I'm going to do that. And then again, let's continue building the steps in order to enable myself to be able to do that. Or they just look at it and you're like, you know what? On second guess, I'm not cut out for that. I I don't want to put that much time in or I don't want to put in that much effort, blah, blah, blah. Yep. But I think the fact that you even got to that fork in the road is already 10 steps ahead of most people. Well, and I am like a checkbox person, right? Like I like to have a list and to cross things off. And I think having that too, and and I have, I've gone back to it and I've crossed things off and put dates when I achieved them or I've, I've put dates on it that I wanted to in terms of a timeline and I've either exceeded that or I haven't quite made it there yet. So like just kind of tracking that as well has been helpful too. So what happens when you look back on that and you may find a stumbling point? Um, oh, these are deep today. <laughs> Tough ones, yeah. Um, you're on the hot seat. I know. I don't like it. I'm the interviewer, (laughs) right? Yeah. You're the, usually the interviewee. I don't like this role reversal. Hey, people need to get to know you. Pick something else. I like to bake. All right. So when you hit a roadblock, (laughs) let's just stay on here. Um, (laughs) so when you hit a tripping point, you look back in your book and you find like, Oh man, I just, you know what? I just can't get here. Or, well, then I I haven't got here. What do you do? I just start branching out again onto what steps I'm missing to get me there. Whether it be like nutrition was something that was on this goal. Cause like, Hey, like I need to be, I want to be fit and I want to walk the walk, talk the talk. So nutrition is need needs to be something that I need to be doing. So then I branch out and say, okay, if I need to get my nutrition back on track, What does that look like? If I haven't been successful doing that, I go back and figure out what that looks like. And then I have those other boxes to tick so that I can tick, hey, I've got my nutrition on track to where I want it to be. You know what's my favorite question at the end of all of this? Is is (laughs) when you sit down and you're like thinking about that that outcome, you know, Uh the whole thing that the goal kind of like revolves around. My favorite thing to ask myself is like, how is that going to make me feel when I reach that? Mm-hmm. How's that going to make you feel when you reach that? Um, pretty accomplished. But I think, and we've had this conversation before, and you even alluded to it last week, is like when you look back at all the things you did to get there, That's those are all the things that you also feel good about, right? Um. So all these little pieces that have to come together in order to achieve that big goal, 
I'm also pretty proud of like those points as well because those are some big check marks, big along things the way. too, right? Yeah. You know, I, when I was, can I also say that I, I'm not really focused on how I will feel when I get to that goal? So I, which I can understand, and that's that's good. Like that's fine. I asked that because one of my like sort of go to motivators while I was training for the games was. Like I had this obsession with walking through the hallway of the tennis stadium to come onto the tennis stadium floor. Like back when it used to be in California, mm-hmm. they used to show it on the film all the time. And I mean, I had been in the crowd how many years and you watch them, the athletes come through this tunnel and there was like this kind of like curtain thing hanging over the entrance of, t- of that tunnel and they would call their names and it would come out there. And I just, that like visualization used to hang with me, you know, in some of my darkest days. And I remember this one year, the year that I missed it, the whole rope climb thing. And a buddy of mine, he's a gym owner from BC. He went down there as a judge mm-hmm. and he sent me a text the night before the game started. He's like, I'm standing on the tennis floor. And I was like, Oh, what like, does it feel like? <laughs> <laughs> like that was just something that I kind of always hung on to is like what that moment would feel like you know, when all your hard work and everything had just had like all come together, you know, and I have that similar kind of thing I hang on to now, like what that would feel like standing on a stadium floor with, you know, 60,000 people yelling, ref, you suck, ref, you suck. <laughs> like that gets me going. I like, I want to hear that someday. I don't know. Just the, the whole, like having some emotional connection to it, having sort of that like sense sensationalized feeling to it, you know, where you can almost like feel the chills on your, on your skin. Yeah. That does it for me. So maybe you haven't thought that far into it. I mean, the whole like visualization to the process is like another, you know, that's a, that's a whole other episode we could get into. Um, but when it comes to goal setting, it's just like, you know, thinking about yourself being in the instance that you're trying to achieve. Like, what would it feel like for you standing on the floor on your very first seminar and you're about to instruct a kid seminar. It's the first time you're walking out there and the first people start coming in the door and you got to shake their hands and introduce yourself and make them feel welcome the same way they just did to you today. You know? So, okay. I have thought to myself that like, I want to wear one of those red shirts. Exactly. If, if you don't know, they wear red shirts at the seminar. <laughs> so I think this to myself and it's like, okay, one day, like I want one of those red shirts. And I thought about it today during our course online. I, I looked at the red shirt and I was like, yeah, I want one of those one day. And then immediately I say to myself, because obviously like I will joke around about this. It's like, but Whitney, you're a redhead. You look awful and red. I was like literally <laughs> waiting for you to finish this story so I could ask you that. Yeah, no, then that's the thing that just goes through my head and it's like, really? That's your goal? A red shirt? Red does not look good on you. <laughs> but anyway, I'll make red look good. Because then I was like, well, maybe you just red- wear red more often so you get used to it for no, when that not time the same. comes. <laughs> it's not the same. So don't wear red until No, that's, that's not the same. <laughs> oh, so what does your goal setting process process look like? Like, what do you do? I start from the top and work my way down, which I think is like the natural way to go about it. Um, you know, you find the big thing that you want. And just like you said, you start breaking it down into little macro goals and mi- micro goals from there. 
smaller ones and smaller ones until, you know, you have daily goals and you have weekly goals and things that you can accomplish in one month, six months, 12 months, you know, a couple of years like that, depending on how long that goal is going to take. Um, but that's generally my process is I start to work backwards until I get to a daily process. And as long as I have a daily process, then I know that the time I'm putting in each day for that specific task is getting me closer to my goal. So for me, I like, I have to be doing things on the daily. Mm-hmm. And so you and I were just having this conversation, um, about some opportunities that I have coming up with refereeing and, you know, that takes two, three hours of studying my real book and casebook and things like that at five o'clock in the morning, because that's really the only time that I can make work. So I have to do that on the daily to make myself know and feel like I am putting the right steps towards that ultimate, you know, huge carrot hanging on a stick kind of thing at the end, or it's like a donut on a stick, isn't it? (laughs) It's a a carrot, but yours can be a donut. (laughs) But I got to have those like macro goals and then those micro goals and then those like super small daily goals. And that's kind of how my brain works. I'm a checklist person too. Um, and I go by the daily. So, you know, each day I have written out like rule book, case book, this and this and this, and I got to get my check marks in, in order to progress to the next day to make sure that I, and that's just like a mental thing for me. And it was the same. And I, actually I was just looking back at my training books from like when I was going heavy here. I had the same thing too. Like I, and it's weird cause I still carry on the same principles just in a lesser degree is like every day I had like sleep, nap, nutrition, water. I had check marks on every day in my logbooks in my training logbooks Cause I wrote everything down by hand mm-hmm. and you know, the ultimate goal was always plastered at the top of every page for at that time. I think I was looking at, I was like win regionals 2014 and I had it written on every single page out of, for like two whole training books. Cause that was a year. And then down the left hand side of every page was like those little small daily micro goals. And I know I've shared this quote a few times on my socials, but there's a quote by James Fitzgerald. It's like, when it comes to the, the time where you need to perform, are you able to look back and know that you have done absolutely everything that you can control? And if the answer is yes, then like you're deserving of whatever it is that you're trying to achieve. And if the answer is no, like you haven't done it, then, you know, you haven't put in the work. So that was kind of why I started doing that. And I've carried that principle forward today, even though the ultimate goal has kind of changed. And that's what works for me. You know, Mm -hmm. everybody's different, but I think at the end of the day, the principles are all the same. It's like, we, we need something to work towards and that can be different for everybody. You Mm -hmm. know, that can be something small, like, you know, just for some people, it's something small, like just being able to get out of bed every day to, yeah. to actually get dressed and not just slop around the house and sweatpants and mm-hmm. dirty hair kind of thing. Yeah. You know, like when we're sitting here saying these big, huge goals, like it could be something super small for us. Something like that would be super small for mm-hmm. us, but that could be a huge thing for someone else. And that's fine. That's totally fine. Cause that's where you are in your life right now. And that is totally okay. Just the point being is that we need something to work towards to mm-hmm. whatever degree that something is, will be different for everybody. You know, why do you think we need those things? I just think that you have no purpose and no sense of direction mm-hmm. within your days and your tasks within your days. If you don't, and that's my true personal opinion. Mm-hmm. I don't understand how people can take themselves through their days from the moment they wake up to the moment they go to sleep without wanting anything in their life. 
Like you can't tell me that there is some, there is nothing you want in your life, you know, whether it's just to be like, have a happy relationship or, you know, you work out four times a week. Yeah. You want to be active or you just want to be in a better mood at the end of the day or so, you know, it doesn't matter what it is, but you can't, you can't tell me that you don't have anything in your life you don't want right now. And I just, I don't understand how some people can just move through their days without any purpose. And again, like that's a, it's a personality thing. Like I get it. My brain doesn't compute that way. And I know there are people that very well do that and that's fine. There's people that can get by and they're, you know, whatever. But I just, I think that you would have a higher quality of life, I guess is what I'm getting at. If you would simply just put a little bit of focus on something that you really wanted within your life. Now it doesn't need to be something big and scary. It just needs to be something, Mm -hmm. you know? Well, I think there's like that degree of awareness, right? Like maybe there are people walking around in the world and they, they have goals. They just don't know that these are things that they're working towards and they don't put that specific focus onto them. Yeah. And, and too, like the, like they may not know how Mm -hmm. is a very, like there are many Mm -hmm. people out there that do not know how to set goals, never mind how to go about achieving those goals. Mm -hmm. And I completely understand that. And that's, I mean, heck, that's one of our jobs. Like Mm -hmm. that is one of our jobs here as a coach. Mm -hmm. And I completely understand that for sure. Like to guide people through that process, hundred percent. And I get it that there are people that want things and don't want to put in the effort and the time that it would require. But I think that just brings me back to my point that it would give you a higher quality of life if you could just redirect some of your energy and focus on a daily small minimum towards that particular thing, whatever that is. What would you say to somebody who wants to achieve something of whatever scale, but they don't feel like they have the ability or they don't have like that strong drive to do it. Like if they were to compare yourself to someone like you, right? Like they don't, like you are very goal oriented. So are you bringing up like how you and I met? Because this is, this is basically the conversation that you and I have had too, because you were the same way too. And I'm, I'm pretty sure that I, talk to you in so is it just a matter of aligning yourself with people who are partly like that? partly because if you surround yourself with people that are taking that energy away from you that's not going to do you any any good mm-hmm. because what was one of the first changes you made you started to surround yourself with people that were going to put you in the right positions to be able to do that mm-hmm. right the other thing we talk a lot about between you and I is that the more that you do something the more confidence you will get. So we always Mm -hmm. want experience to feel confident, but it goes the other way around. Mm -hmm. You have to go out there or we, sorry, we want, did I say that right? We experience. We want to feel confident before we go out and do something, but it comes like in real life, it comes the other way. Exactly. (laughs) You have to go out there and do it and be extremely uncomfortable doing whatever it is that you're doing in order to gain the confidence towards the goal that you're chasing. You know, well, and the more time that you put yourself in those scary positions, you realize you kind of start to crave them and look for them. Or I've, yeah, because you, you, right? For a lack of better words, you become more comfortable being uncomfortable. 
Well, but at and, first, when you step out there, oh, like yeah. that is terrifying. I completely get that. Yeah. Well, and I think too, and also something you've said to me is like, that's where all the reward is yeah. after you go through that uncomfortable experience. That's where all the good stuff lies. And I firmly believe that. And you just have to put yourself, you have to put your feet there. Like you literally just have to put your feet there and the rest will do what it's supposed to do. Yeah. Well, it's like so walking some- through the doors here, right? Like yeah. for most people, it's crazy scary but once you do it I'm pretty sure all of our members can say what comes from it is like the most amazing thing but you just gotta be in that scary moment so if somebody came to me and said that like that they didn't have the confidence to do the things that they wanted to do I would literally make them write out like what sort of steps I'd make them break it down just like we talked about at the beginning and then I would force them or I would get them to force themselves to put them in as many as uncomfortable positions as they could be in within those small broken down goals. Mm -hmm. Because once you tackle one, you now have the confidence to tackle the next one. And all those little bits of experience and confidence building, just keep building up on one another so that you get closer and closer to be able to handle whatever that major situation is. Mm -hmm. This makes me excited. (laughs) Well, that's good. (laughs) There's a lot of people out there that are listening to this right now. And they're just like, I, that's not me. And, and okay, so how can they start? Not to say that they have to be like you or I, but but maybe they kind of want to set a goal. Like, how do they start? Like, to take that first step, write it down. How do they this decide if their goal is? I hate to say like a good goal versus a bad goal, but there like there is no it's bad a- goals because what is the what is the worst thing that can come from trying to achieve something? whether that something is good or bad. And there's my air quotes around that because where is all the reward? It's in everything that happens along the the way. So even though they might be chasing something that might be unrealistic or bad, I don't even know what that means in this sense, but there's so much to be learned and and gathered from everything that's going to happen along the way. So it really doesn't matter what that thing at the top of the pie chart is. It's, everything that happens along the way. And that's the thing though. You don't understand that at first. You you really have no concept of that until you're right in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. And and I wouldn't even say right in the middle of it. You you're on the back nine and you look back and you're like, okay, like look at everything I've picked up along the way. Yeah. That's the gold. That's the meat and potatoes. It's not the end. It's everything along the way, but it's so hard to, translate that to somebody who doesn't have a concept of what that means mm-hmm. you know you were the same mm-hmm. I tried so hard to tell you that but now you've actually been through it so now you understand it but somebody that first sets out on there you just can't they can't compute that either well and for some of us it takes us multiple and experiences absolutely. through I mean, it said me too processes. how okay so there's obviously like the process driven people but then you've got like outcome driven people who are constantly just focused solely on that end outcome how can you redirect them to be more process oriented it has to be a mind shift change for sure and I think that's because that's how I was I was very 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 outcome focused and for me the I mean when I talk about that rope climb story last last week mm-hmm. that that's what that whole thing was about it mm-hmm. was I was so solely focused on that games ticket and when it left my hands I couldn't finish the weekend when I probably very well could have still had a good chance but I was so focused on the outcome 
So, and I know the following year is when I started with my sports psych after that. And it's just a matter of changing your mindset that now you have to focus on a daily basis on your wins being 1% better each day. And eventually you just start to learn. And again, you won't see it until you're almost near the end. When you look back and okay, that day I did this and that's what I needed on that day. And this day I achieved that. And you know, all those little wins along the way start to start to pay off. Mm-hmm. How do you go about measuring progress for your goals? That's a hard one. What? Well, it depends what the it? goal is. How are you currently doing it? Oh, the deep questions. The tables have turned <laughs> back in my comfort zone. <laughs> it's hard because like it could be objective, like mm-hmm. it could be objective measurable mm-hmm. in terms of you know, hitting those check marks along the way, mm-hmm. those checkpoints that, okay, I'm getting hired in this league or, you know, business-wise I'm making this amount of money or I've got this many members, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. But like for me, even that's a tricky point for me because I don't want to get caught up focused on those checkpoints either. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't hit a checkpoint, that's full of disappointment, mm-hmm. which, you know, I can sit here and talk like this, but just experience that back in January Mm-hmm. And I think when those moments come, I really just need to stop and look back again at all those little points along the way, like this game, this weekend, next game, the weekend after, like, what are the good points out of those games that I got 1% better? And then when I look back a year, I'm like, wow, I am, I'm an entirely different person. Do you reevaluate? Your goal often? Always. Like how often? Like, are you talking about the thing at the top of the pressure? The thing at, well, well, I get, well, both. The thing at the top of the list and the steps to get there. The steps to get there, I think, are a constant reevaluation because you have to be able to adapt, which Mm -hmm. is what we talked about in episode Mm -hmm. one. You have to be able to adapt along the way. Your initial plan will never be what actually happens. Mm-hmm. along the way, there's going to be roadblocks and you need to be able to have different pathways from those roadblocks. So that's why I said, like, when you get to a shipping point, mm-hmm. what do you do? Well, the answer is you have to adapt. So all of a sudden you need to change your plan of attack and look at where it's going wrong and what could be improved and then make those improvements or, or implement those improvements. I think, or even what can come from that exactly. roadblock because it can lead to something completely different, totally. even unrelated to your goal that you're after totally. that you weren't expecting to come to. I think for the reevaluation of like the thing at the top of the the whatever the, at the top of it all, that takes a deep, honest conversation with yourself because when you break this thing down all the way to like the daily things you need to do, like that's an honest question conversation with yourself. Like, is this really realistic for me in this point in my life? And if the answer is yes, then I think you're good to go. Mm -hmm. And if you can sit there and say no to yourself, then maybe you need to make some reevaluations, whether it's with things along the way on the process, or maybe it's just, you know what? At one point in your life, that goal might have been mm-hmm. awesome. And now there's just something else that's taken priority and you got to go that way. And that's a tough conversation to have, you know, because 
we all want, well, not we all, but like if you, if you had the, if you had the intention to set a major goal like that in the first place, your ability to then say that maybe this isn't what I should be doing. Like that's hard. Yeah. You've already taken the time and investment to develop a plan. Like that's nothing that just happens at the snap of the fingers either. No. Never mind the actual execution of it. Execute. Is that the right word? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds kind of weird. You're, you're good. You know? Yeah. And ultimately, so I'll just be honest with our listeners. That's where I'm sitting right now too. You know, that's been my last couple of days. And I think maybe the timing of this podcast is perfect. Perfect. You know, with this whole like COVID thing and the business and, and all that, it's really given me the opportunity to put everything I have into the business. And now after 10 years of owning this place, you know, I finally got it where I want it, doing the things and the systems that I've, I've wanted to implement from a business standpoint for forever. But I just never had the mental space to be able to do that because I was always trying to do something else and divide my, my mental capacity two different ways, whether it was training for the games or now it's my referee career I'm trying to build. And, you know, the last couple of days I had to sit down with myself and, and really have that conversation. Like I'm finally at a point where I am enjoying what I'm doing. And is this the right time in my life to continue to pursue these things? Mm-hmm. So, and that's just a level of maturity, I would say that you can sit down and, and be able to, to understand that it's okay to say no. Like, it's okay to be like, you know what? Not now. Right. And it's okay to be like, that was before. And this is now, you know, circumstances change. And and if you can adapt and have the maturity to, to be okay with that, then yeah, it's, it's, I've never, I've never been, well, I guess I was in this position when I decided that I was done competing, but I mean, that one felt so natural that Mm -hmm. like I made that decision on my own. Right. And now I feel like this decision, I'm kind of like, like, you know what I mean? It's still my decision, but I, I've, I don't know how to explain it. I feel like the circumstances of like how this whole business thing has gone down is kind of just like put me here. Like it's forced me here. You know, my back right. is against the wall. We got to figure out how to do this business thing, given the circumstances we're in, you know? And because of that, I shelved basketball to the side and, and I was mm-hmm. okay with that at the mm-hmm. time. And now I'm forced with, to make a decision and, yeah, it feels a little bit different, I guess, than the first time. Well, and I think because it's not like black and white, right? Like you've got all these things that are going so well. Like I think we can say that the business is going well given those circumstances. And when we are back to full capacity, we've got lots of awesome things happening and planned to happen. And then so that those things are going well and basketball wasn't going on and now basketball is coming back into the picture. So you've got like all these things to juggle and pick from and choose from and where do you put your time? So that makes it a lot more difficult. Which just becomes like when you talk about setting goals and that's, I would say this kind of falls under the realistic part of it is like, can you mentally devote like not just physically devote the time and stuff that you need in order to achieve it, but can you mentally devote the amount of attention and prioritizing that whatever said goal you set for yourself is going to take. Mm -hmm. And I think that's maybe where a lot of people fall through the crack. Right. I would say. Well, that's another honest conversation to have with yourself. Cause even when we talked last week about 
things that you had to give up or the way your life looked compared to others when you were so focused on this goal. Like, yeah, there are things that you have to give up in order to achieve your goals. And, and are those things that you're going to be okay with giving up for short term, short term, obviously like they're not, it's not, doesn't have to be like that forever, but that's a conversation you have to have with yourself too, to put on that time or devote that extra time. You might not be able to go out with friends all the time or, sit and watch TV all the time to relax like you would after work or whatever. Like you might have to make some lifestyle changes to allow for you to achieve your goals. You know, what's one thing about that, that I wish people understood is like, if you have never made those changes before and you're sitting there having this conversation with yourself, if you have never made those changes before nine times out of 10, people are going to be like, no, you know what? I don't want to give those things up. But if they would just, again, let's go back to the point of, Put your feet there. Like yeah. take that step into that level of uncomfortableness. You would see that you would come out of it totally fine. Mm-hmm. You know, <clears throat> excuse me. When we talk about like people that have weight loss goals and we tell them, you know what, like you're going to maybe have to change some social habits you have. Like you can't go out for dinner two mm-hmm. or three times a week. And yeah. sometimes the resistance to that, but it's just like, you know what, if you would trust me mm-hmm. and see that, you would make it out okay. And that the grass is greener on the other side yeah. sometimes of these circumstances. Yeah. Well, and I think we've seen it too in our <clears throat> eat less crap challenge where people start and they're like, oh no, I can't give up sugar. Like I can't give up sugar. Like I eat sugar all the time. And now what we're into almost like week seven and they're like, yeah, I don't miss the sugar. Like you don't even notice it. Yeah. It doesn't even phase me, but they got through that uncomfortable time period and now they're fine. So I think, yeah, you're right. You just got to be uncomfortable. So these are like broad things, right? Like we're, mm-hmm. we've talked a lot about like the, the thing on cloud nine, like what mm-hmm. is the thing you're chasing? So let's kind of take this down to like a daily level for somebody walking into the gym, because that's where a lot of our listeners are. Okay. They had a shitty day at work and it's four 30 and they're walking into the four 30 class. What are you going to tell that person coming in the doors? In what sense? Just how, like if they need a, a goal or a focal point for this next hour. Um, so here's like the most obvious thing is like, obviously leave your day behind you at yes, the door. For sure. Okay? So that as soon as you walk in the door, the only things you need to think about for, for the next 60 minutes is everything going on within these walls okay? and mm-hmm. nothing else matters. So in that sense, You've got a workout in front of you. You can either make it something measurable and objective, like pick a movement and let's, you're going to do this many reps or mm-hmm. like, in, then this is the conversation you're having with yourself. Like mm-hmm. it's an AMRAP. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do this many rounds. Like today I want to get that many rounds or it's a one around. Like I want to lift this much. Okay. So like actually being able to leave your, your everything at the door, have your complete focus within this hour. Mm-hmm. And have a structured plan within your mind mm-hmm. how you're going to approach this hour. So you can see how you can take something on like cloud nine. Yeah. And now you've just taken a very specific scenario mm-hmm. and you've had a goal. So when somebody tells me like, I don't, I don't have any goals, like there's a perfect opportunity yeah. 
for you to have a plan and to make a small goal. Like that's mm-hmm. a small goal, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And if we can practice those small things over and over again, we're building habits. Right. So that now these little small actionable things you've done on a daily basis or every second day, whatever, how many times you come to gym, all of a sudden you're like, okay, I want to run a 5k. I want to run that 5k in August and it's January. Yeah. So kudos to you. You've now set a big goal Mm -hmm. that is now a timeline away. All because you came in here on the daily and made small goals in the daily because you stepped into something that was uncomfortable. You put your feet there. You build some confidence. Yep. You achieve small little goals along the way. Bang. You now have the confidence to make something bigger. And then it just snowballs from there and you keep making goals. And Essentially, right? You end up wanting to be on the seminar stuff. <laughs> I don't know if it works quite that way, but... <laughs> But maybe, maybe that's your goal one day. Who knows? But yeah, no, like I said, you start to like crave those things and and you need them because that sense of purpose is, makes life more enjoyable and worth living. You know what? And this is just to kind of change, change paces here. You know what has been something very interesting to me? And I know I've talked to you about this along the way because it's really bothered me at some points is like everything that I have always done. So team like basketball, CrossFit, like it's always been like individual performance based. Yes. Basketball is like about a team sport, but like mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's how well you play too. Yeah. So everything I've always done is like individual performance based. Mm-hmm. Like you win or lose based on how the decisions you made personally, mm-hmm. like that's, that's easy to deal with. Mm-hmm. And now that I stepped into this referee world where there are people above me that make decisions, right? This has been one of the most interesting sort of like mental scenarios I have had to adapt to is my success lingering within someone else's decision of yes or no. Somebody who doesn't know me sees my name on a piece of paper and decides yes or no. I think this has been, and and like having to deal with when that comes back a no, and there's no reason why it's so gray. Mm-hmm. It's and that has been for me in these last you know couple of months has been the hardest thing that I've encountered. Or not, I don't want to say the hardest, but like it's a it's a new challenge presented to me to have to be. You're out, it's out of your control, exactly. Right? Like you, you've always had control of whether or not you were successful, and now you do not have that anymore. Yeah. And, and so then in those points, it's like, okay, well focus on the things you can control. Right. And I do. Mm-hmm. And I think oh, that's also sure. what makes me more upset or harder <laughs> to deal with the situation because like, then you see other people experiencing success and you're like, okay, well, I know I'm working harder than them. I'm fitter than them. Da 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 da. And why are like, why? And like, I just have that hard time computing why and I think it's great for me as much as mm-hmm. I hate being in that instance. Mm-hmm. I think it's so great for me because now I'm on like this next level of, you know, the whole psychology behind it. And I've got to learn how to adapt now to this and not be so focused on like everyone else and just keep it on myself, even though I am doing all the things that I can. It's just bizarre. It's awesome. I love it. I love this man. This see, this gets me going like as much as in the situation I you know, when it happens and I'm upset as all hell, but like now I look back and I'm like, great. Like 
keep it on me. Like I want to figure this out. I work best when my back is against the wall. Yeah. And well, and I think because you have experience, you are able to draw it back to what you can control. Like sure, not immediately, but, but you have that ability to refocus and get back to the things you can control and doing what you need to do as opposed to being stuck on the fact that, Hey, this is out of my control. You're not like a woe is me kind of person. I love goal setting. I know you do. I really do. I just love having that, that purpose within my day. I, I couldn't imagine my life waking up and just not just, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't think I've ever been like that. That's so weird. No, I don't mean that's weird. I just mean it's like, I don't think I've ever been like that. You know? Do you think you'll ever be like that? I don't Will think you so. always have a goal? I think so. Even if you're like 75? Yeah. I'm gonna be- well, yeah, we have a goal. We already have a goal for that. We're going to be part of the Red Hat Society. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> that's our old age goal. That's right. <laughs> Proud about that. There we go. I can't believe you just said that on the internet. <laughs> the unit... Uh- why does it have to be red too? It's always red. <laughs> I think they wear purple though. So that works well for me. Maybe by the time we're 75, we can change the color. So that matches your no, hair. No, I'll probably be gray by then. So then it'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. We got our goals. All right. I don't know if this is going to be necessarily the guidance that we set out when we started recording this podcast, but. But Hey, if you need more guidance. At the end of the day, you got your back. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's one point we miss is at the end of the day, seek help, you know, find somebody you trust mm-hmm. to share your goal with, and then make that plan with them. Because generally, if you trust them, they're going to support you mm-hmm. and they're there to help you along the way, no matter mm-hmm. who that is, whether it's us, it's your best friend, it's your husband or wife or mm-hmm. whatever, like have a teammate, you need a teammate. And then they'll force you to say your goal on a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, everybody Uh, got to learn a little bit about you this episode. I guess so. so. Okay. If you go set some goals, guys, go set some goals. You know, I would love to have a goal conversation with you. You know, whether you want to reach out on our socials or send me a text or email or something. I, I just, you can see how much, how very passionate I am about this and I can geek out about this and, um, I would love to hear your goals. I would love if you don't have a goal, I would love to just, understand why or if I can maybe help you set a goal I'd love to talk through that process with you so um you know we've talked about at the end of our episodes all the other times leave some feedback I think this time I would truly 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 like to hear from you guys on your goals and whatnot so reach out to us um and let us know if you enjoyed the episode as always I love getting those texts too so (laughs) thanks for listening guys